Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing? I'm doing grand. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's talk. About, let's start off with the NFL as we usually do this time of the year. Let's start off with the week that was in the NFL. Week 13 started off with a game I really, I, I don't think anybody had. If you took the under... And if you took the Cowboys to win, maybe not to cover, then good for you because I think about 90% of America had neither of those things. Cowboys win 13-10. to Drew Brees stifled everybody on the New Orleans Saints offensive side. The record-setting offensive a juggernaut that was New Orleans stopped cold in its tracks by... They were like averaging 37 points a game or whatever. They Something really... Crazy. They really were. I mean, we've talked about bounce theories, but this, I mean, <laughs> I... Well, it's interesting, because at 144, they didn't bounce, but at 130, they did. Right. So, and you can't even you say know, it was... Nothing, not, nothing's forever. No, and you can't even say it was the conditions, because it was, I mean, it's it's an open-air dome, but, I mean, it's still a dome, per se, and the weather was fine enough, but apparently this Dallas Cowboy defense is for real. So that's that's... So that's the t- it's everybody's take, right? Right. And I'm I'm thinking to have a you know it has to be two sides. Like you know their efficiency was zero. Right. We're talking about New Orleans, right? Yeah. I mean passes that were easily completable in the past be- became impossible. And, and uh, yeah, and you know, it, that does happen. It does. It's just very strange to see it happen. Usually you will see teams on a decline or teams struggling, but this was a, a, a gigantic fall. This was from top to bottom. Like this, right. was, this wasn't like, oh, they've been increasing their score input over the last X amount of games. And this is, was like a three-touchdown drop on average. Well, yeah, but the, the production was off the charts to begin with. Yeah, I yeah, so obviously you can't keep that pace, but there's a difference between... Going from thirty six down to twenty one, and then going. Well, from unfortunately, 30... I had him bouncing a week before, and it was a week too early. One one week too early, but now this sets up the Cowboys in great position in the NFC. Um, There's still one game over Philadelphia, who on Monday right. night win at home against the Redskins, uh, twenty eight to thirteen. Um, the Reds, what I a mean, pitiful mess they are. Who Washington? Yeah. Well, now they're down to Mark Sanchez as their third-string quarterback. <laughs> Colt McCoy breaks his. Oh, actually, look better than McCoy. Yeah, well. I mean, as bad as they both were. But, I mean, I think you and I could throw that five-yard square out. I, I mean, think so, too. End. I mean, with nobody covering them. Right, of course. And even with... Uh, yeah, sad. Right. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson had his last great run of his career, a uh, 90-yard touchdown run. Early at thirty-three in, years old, at the, <laughs> and twenty-five-year-olds trying to chase him down. No, I understand that, but I mean, all day can go all day. But 
now that they're on their third string, Mark Sanchez, you know, Colt McCoy breaks his leg. So now, Mark, I mean, he's going to, Peterson's, they're just going to stack the box, eight in the box for Peterson. Well, okay, but then why don't they use that play action? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to do all that, somebody's got to be open over the top, and it was bothersome knowing that that secondary is Swiss cheese. Oh, the, yeah, the Eagles. the Eagles. I mean, I, I really give them no hope. No. Well, I mean, right now, in a... In just, I mean, the blind facing the blind, like just punching in midair is the NFC East. Dallas is one game up over both Philadelphia and Washington. The Giants... But they're also Rams, no? I think so. I mean, I don't see Washington reeling off more than two two wins over the next four games to make it into playoffs. It's Dallas's to lose. I know they have a game up against Philly soon, and I think they might have one more against Washington. I'm forgetting. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, that final week—that's probably gonna, whatever game that is—that's going to be flexed into primetime. That's for sure. So it looks like the Cowboys uh, for the East. I mean, yeah, wh- why not? You stop the Saints, you hold them under two oh, touchdowns. The Saints kind of stopped themselves. I mean, let's not get crazy. Didn't they lose five games already? Who the Saints the or the Dallas? Isn't like you know, it's not the steel curtain. No, I understand that, but Dallas is on a winning streak. And what do we usually talk about a lot of these NFL t- NFL teams? How do they finish the season? Because we always talk about it. And right now, Dallas is, is rolling. Is on is on a big roll. Look, they could potentially yeah, they have to be the favorite now. Uh, they absolutely can. They're in position to have at least to to possibly have ten wins to finish off the season. And I mean, the Eagles have deficiencies they can't solve. No, no. You know, and why they didn't test that secondary? The guy can't throw. It was just, just uh, it was sad. It was hard to watch. Well, that's why they put it on a Monday night, I guess. Um, hmm. And for some, you know, even at four and eight, and the Giants beating uh, <laughs> the Bears in a game in which the Giants defense. Oh all- man, I had the Bears. What, what, what happened with that quarterback? Who Daniels? Yeah. Um, well, there's a reason. Oh, well, there's a reason he's a backup. And look, he was a game manager. But also, to be fair, it wasn't so much the, the Bears did everything to lose it, but the, the Giants' defense did everything they could to try to give the Bears the game, including on a um, a successful onside kick that allowed. And don't forget, Chase That was did, great, wasn't it? It was. Now, and, did you see Odell, Odell, Odell Beckham mm-hmm. reaching out to slap the ball? I yeah. mean, you jump on that thing, don't you? I mean, it's the hands team, but I guess he took that too literal. Like just oh hands I use my hands the okay. one hand. Well, in any case, it allowed Tyreek uh, Cohen to uh, throw. Not even Chase Daniels. They did the uh, the the Philly special for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's the Ditka special thrown oh, into the, the end zone. <laughs> thrown it into the end zone to tie the game, and then in overtime. That was j- exciting. I mean, Daniels could not hold on to the ball. I know it was rainy and it was wet weather, but. Daniels could not hold to the ball, onto the ball, no matter what he did. And the Giants escaped with a home win. And anybody talking about the playoffs for the Giants, no, come on, 4-8. and eight. They're going to have to jump over three teams just to make the – no, it's no, not going to happen. No. I don't care. But, look, a, a big win for them. But, I mean, you know, first of all, the Bears at 8-4, and four, they're a game up in the loss column over Minnesota, and I think they have a tiebreaker too. So I think they're in good position there. It, it, it does look like that. It does. Minnesota goes into New England and, surprise, surprise, loses 24-10. to 10. Um, I mean, I think we all could have seen that happen. Um, but that uh, Dublin Cook is, is amazing, isn't he? He is when he's finally healthy. But, I mean, this was a, yeah, I mean, coming out of Florida State, he looked fantastic. 
and um, you know he don't forget it's his second year, but he's just having trouble staying on the field. But right now, he does well. But but Cousins is a, at best a second tier quarterback. I I think so, or at least he's not elite. No, I wouldn't say he's elite, but he hasn't I th- won the quote unquote big game yet. No, 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 he has not. Um, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Minnesota right now should be six and six. They should have lost that green, that week one game against Green Bay on that. You know, as we've all talked about the terrible uh, roughing the passer call by Clay Matthews, they should have lost that game. So right now they should be sitting at six at six and six. You know, two games back, but they're only one game behind Chicago. Um, I still think, but that's the brutal schedule they have. I mean, they just played New England. Now they got to go to Seattle. I mean, that's come. That's the. I mean, the farthest distance you can go in the NFL, isn't it? It's true. And Seattle is. Yeah, it really. Yeah, actually, it is. Um, and Seattle is rolling forty-three to sixteen over the Niners. I and mean, they it, can run the ball. They can finally run the ball again, and uh, that's huge. And right now, they I think hold the sixth spot in the playoffs. So they're in right, right. now. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, the f- I think the fifth. Let me double-check the winning percent. No, the, yeah, they hold the fifth spot. So it's theirs to lose, and I, yeah. I, yeah. So I think that Seattle's is doing very well over there. Uh, speaking of the uh, NFC North, Green Bay loses probably one of their worst home losses, losing 20-17 to 17 against the now is three. Is that worse than losing a coach? Well, Mike, it cost Mike McCarthy his job. But, I mean, look, 13... 30- 13 years in one place, yes, he's won a, a Super Bowl. You know, we talk about how... Didn't he have nine division titles? Yeah. Or yeah. playoffs, or what was it? Um, I would say nine. A lot. Di- yeah, oh, yeah, it's absolutely a lot. Look, they've made the playoffs pretty much almost every year that McCarthy's been there. He's been there for Favre. He's been there for Rodgers. But, I mean, this is an offense that has been absolutely... Like, with Rodgers, as good as he is, and every right. year, I mean... I think the fact that Ty Monk, this all really started when Ty Montgomery said, nah, I'm going to do me. And, I mean, that's where the ball, that's where the, the boulder just fell off the mountain. Any and pro bowlers down. on defense? No. No. So you put all the money on on the quarterback, and, and well, it, who's notable besides that? Well, I mean, look, they also have a lot of injuries because, um, uh, what's his name? Well, it's Cobb. that time of the year. No, I understand, but for a long period of time, you know, I know Graham just got injured not too long ago, but Cobb has been out, uh, Devontae Adams has been out, they've got three rookie, right. rookie wide receivers. It's just not going well, and the play calling has been pedestrian, uh, need I say conservative, and with somebody so like Rodgers. Rodgers doesn't call plays at the line of scrimmage? Who do, Name a quarterback who does right now. I can't imagine that he wouldn't. Right. It's not that Rodgers calls plays at the line of scrimmage. Is that when things fall apart, he has this sort of um, playground mentality to start pointing and go, go over there, go over here. Hey, I'll, I'll reach you over there. But he's just not right. even getting that because he doesn't have anybody who's played with him for more than you know five weeks on the field. So they don't know where he's, oh, where am I going to go? But look, it, look, they chose the quarterback over the coach, which, I mean— you know, Rodgers is uh, Rogers is is amazing, and McCarthy has been good. But this season, so he is inexcusable not, not to make the playoffs. It, I I absolutely think so. Look, the Bears came on stronger than anybody would have thought. But at four seven and one, do you think that Green Bay has had a successful year? No, of course not. no, of course not. So that's just not going to cut it. Even in a place that's sort of laid back like Green Bay, 
That's not going to cut it. And it does speak to something that they fired him mid-year. He lost the team, let's be honest. And he definitely lost the quarterback. So there's no doubt about that. Do you think he lost the team? I think so. Look, I I don't think it's been as publicized, and I don't think that the— that there's been, you know, enough uh, locker room, uh, you know, leaks to let you know that. But again, Ty Montgomery in a big game in L.A., that cost them the game. It cost them the game. I mean, there's one right there. There was another game that they lost that they should have had. And this one against a 2-9 and nine Carol, uh, Arizona Cardinal team going into right. Green Bay in December. <laughs> that's an excuse. Hard to even believe that. Exactly. I mean, was that... More surprising than New Orleans lost. Um. Ooh, that's a close. Yeah, I have to say, yeah, because even though. Right. Uh, I mean, that's how bad they were, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, Josh Rosen has been poor. Josh Rosen. He's been he. He has nobody defending him. And these New Orleans lost on the road. Yes, and Arizona won again. Right. In, in, in Lambeau. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, yes. That, I, that was their Super Bowl. That really was, and, and they got it for all it's worth, so I'm sure you can you can count on Arizona. Now, Bill the coach up there. He didn't do too well in, in, in uh, Miami. Miami. No, but you would you would think, and this is just an audition. Like, this is not like, all right, you're our coach for the next several years. Look, he's going back to someplace he knows really well, and he's probably, you know, I'm sure Rodgers is very comfortable with Philbin. Yeah, 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 I know, Joe. He can stay. You know, get rid of this guy. Right. I don't want him. So this is an audition. I think Green Bay will play well out the rest of the season, but they're not making the playoffs. I expect them to play well this week. Yes, and we'll get to this week soon. I mean, when they can get rid of the coach like that, I don't think anybody on that field besides Rodgers with a guaranteed contract, you know, has to feel that if he can go, I can go too. That's true. No, you're absolutely right and, about that. And, this, and the self-preservation is a tremendous motivator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Los Angeles Rams win uh, their, I think, second consecutive NFC West title, thirty to sixteen over the Lions. So they're the first team to clinch a a playoff uh, a spot, so they can rest easy. So you think this young coach will keep the pedal to the metal, or do what he last did last year? Be nice to the guys, give guys time off, don't press hard at the end, and then think they can recapture, you know. Well, I think he's I think he's going to have to push this year for all the reasons you mentioned. Plus, they are guaranteed. I mean, at eleven and one, they're three games up in the law. They're three games up over Chicago. I think they right. can. I think because the, the, so they're going to get a, a first round bye. Play, play at, play it at, play it out. Plus, don't forget you've got Josh Reynolds taking over for uh, Cooper Cup. So you're gonna want to give him some right. time, you know. Give him, you know, work out that offense. So I think they are going to push it and just see how far they can go. And also, don't forget, because the you know with the Saints, they're one loss behind the Rams. So the Rams aren't going to want to play with, you know, we want to host the if possible right. the NFC Championship game. So they don't want to go on the road down to New Orleans. But wasn't it a couple of years ago that um, that Rogers had that problem? Didn't they? Weren't they had like 13 wins or something? Or yeah, something. they end up losing in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, you you constantly see it. You know, for how many years did Peyton Manning and the Colts? And I have to say, it's more so Dungy than Manning. Manning wanted to play, but Dungy going, ah, you know, we got this wrapped up. Let's let's relax. And then they have the first round by, and they try to kick it back up. You know, and then they face you know the Patriots, and everything goes to to heck. <laughs> 
Um, the Patriots have ruined a lot of a lot of parades. Yeah, tell me about it. No more, please. Uh, Denver wins, and they're in a prime playoff spot, or at least contention for a playoff spot at six and six now. Uh, they beat the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, who not only lost um, Andy Dalton to a broken thumb, but now have lost AJ Green. Quite possibly, I mean, you know, he's not getting any younger, and this was a. And sig- didn't Burfecht have a, a concussion or something? Doesn't he always? I think he's constantly living with, or at least the effects of a concussion. I he's don't know. He's been banging heads for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, for real. So the Bengals. You want him on your team? Uh, on the team, yes. Off the field, no. He- I don't want him. Right, right, right. Right. Um, yeah, so the Bengals, who started out mightily high, like on fire, I think it was a 3 0, 4 0, something like that. Yeah, now yeah sure. They had a good preseason, too. 5 and 7. Maybe this is the year that Marvin Lewis finally is uh, is fired, although I doubt it. And, it, and then uh, his buddy will have no place to, to be employed. No, <laughs> no, watch. Mike Brown will hire him as head coach. <laughs> third, third time's a charm, am I right? Um oh, uh, Cleveland uh, loses to Houston, the Texans, 29-13. to 13. What do they have, like four interceptions or whatever? Yeah. Houston is on, I think, an eight, seven-game winning streak. I think they're up to eight. I forget how many. But how many did they lose in the beginning? I think they lost three. I think, three. They, st- I think they started but off. But what do you make of that? I mean, I'm trying to think just off the cuff. Like, who who's ever done anything that lost their first three games of the season? I mean, you see the stats. Zero and four is that's that's the number where you go. Oh boy, now we're really in trouble. Um, let's see. They lost. There's not much of a history for that, I wouldn't think. Right. I'm sorry. They lost their first three. Now the first three was yeah. to New England in a. They lost by a touchdown at New England. They lost in that really crazy game against Tennessee, twenty to seventeen, with the the muff, the like the blocked punt that was something like a fake punt that was. Right. And then they lost to the Giants at home, um, twenty-seven to twenty-two. So though the games they've lost so far have been a touchdown or less, and right. so ever since then they've been they've been winning. Every year they look great on paper. But but look, nine in a row. This might yeah, that's huge. This might well win nine, win ten is a huge gambling theory. So right, you would expect them to to win this week. But this might be a big step in the right direction for them. You know, Deshaun Watson, now don't forget, he only played, like, what, four games last season? Um, J.J. Watt is on the field. I mean, so they're, you know, Clowning and Watt actually being on the field at the same time late late in the season can actually do something. Well, you're right about his improved quarterback play. There's no doubt about that. He started out real rusty. Oh, he started off terribly, but he picked it up with the whole team. And he did it his rookie year, too. He started out slow and picked it up. Oh, he really did. Oh, just before, I mean, his his two weeks before his injury last year, fantasy-wise, were absolutely incredible. And just like, he, he what was that game? I think the game was against the ja- the Jags, like the week before, yeah. or the week of his of his injury. And like, he was running for like 100 yards, and he had like two touchdowns all by himself. So yeah, he's an unbelievable yeah. talent. Plus, Demarius Thomas being there has been a big boost uh, with them losing, I think, Will Fuller. Um, so and Lamar Miller is actually looking pretty healthy, so they might actually make some noise. I mean, they're nine and three right now. They can play some defense, and that's what I want to see. You know what's going to happen? It's been all offense this year, right? Well, they're look. So if, is any of these defensive teams going to make a stand in the playoffs? 
That remains to be seen. Uh, speaking of defense or lack thereof, uh, Kansas City barely squeaks one out over Oakland, forty to thirty-three, in a game in which uh, I mean Mahomes threw for X amount of touchdowns, but still Oakland. Now you could say, look, Oakland, the Raiders and Chiefs—that's a rivalry. Chief, uh, Raiders got up for that one, but I mean, still, I mean that's that's way closer than it should have been. Well, the story in Kansas City is is Hunt, right, or uh, job hunting, as it were. Now, so yes, Kareem Hunt. Uh, was uh, placed on the uh, league's uh, exempt list and uh, waived by the by the Chiefs. After did you see the video, I did. After the release of the uh, TMZ Sports releasing the video, which did you see the kick? I saw the kick as well. Um, to me, it looked like a get out and stay out type of kick. But, I mean, that wasn't a stomping. When I first heard it, I expected something vicious. I, I look. It was not. It was not pleasant. If we I mean, were, it's uncalled for. I understand. Uh, if all we, that noise. if we were to compare videos, the Ray Rice yeah. one, I think, was more vicious. But well, no doubt about it. Look how contrite he was and did everything he could do to get back to get a job, and no luck. Right. Well, so here's the thing. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna let the Chiefs not take too much of this. Number one, because they they talked to Hunt. And Hunt, and I'm going to put this on Hunt the NFL at the biggest, because they said, hey, what happened? Uh, no, yeah. nothing. And he lied. So he lied straight up. And he kept that. They okay, kept on he asking. lied. So okay. The, so that's number one. So then the video comes out, and they said, well, okay, this is totally the opposite. you got to get he- out of here. And, of course, you know, they brought okay, up. Okay, now wait. What kind of charges were brought against them? It, it, look, it doesn't matter, because the power what of. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Pa- what kind of world am I living in? You're it living, doesn't matter? You are living in the world where the proof of the power of proof rules over all. And the <laughs> other, the uh, no. What do you? This so the other step too is the NFL, because they basically said, "Hey, can we have the tape?" Nope. All right. Well, then I guess well, we're done here. They said that they couldn't get it with all their connections. Right, because they didn't pursue do you, it. Do you really believe they didn't lie? No, I know they lied. That's why I'm not going to okay, put it so much so on they the chance. can lie, but the worker can't. And it's interesting. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> But the NFL doesn't skate on that. But the problem, the thing is, is that NFL owns. NFL some- is very inconsistent, right? Oh, have you, you noticed? Got a guy in the Hall of Fame that we're still looking for the white suit. It, look, there's no doubt that the NFL is inconsistent. We don't wear hats that say NFL. We wear hats and jerseys that say the teams that we root for. Nobody goes around with a jacket that says, hey, look, I love the NFL. No, you love football. <laughs> to heck with the business part. I want to get the XFL jacket. Well, they're coming, too. We can talk a little bit about that, too. So, yeah, Kareem Hunt is gone. And look, the power of proof. There's a video about Kareem Hunt, and he is on an exempt list, and he's not getting a job for at least two years. Meanwhile, of course, have we talked about Reuben Foster? Do you expect it to be that long? I think so. Yeah, it's very interesting to me because you've got these movements where they want uh, uh, murderers, felons, to vote, to uh, to have their... That you get that they shouldn't have to be able to put that on their job application, and so you get a movement going one way, and then you got the NFL trying to clean up its messy act by doing what they do to this guy. I mean, I don't think that means you should be banned. I mean, it, that, that that wasn't a vicious attack. You got people underage drinking in his room. They're 19 years old. He throws them out, and he has to forcibly throw them out because they keep coming back in. From what I saw, I understand. And I look. I, you know, I mean, I'm tw- you're 23 years old. There's got to be some kind of understanding there. I know. Well, first of all, any anybody who's been training their entire life to play a game that contributes to brain damage, I'm sorry, you're going to make some bad decisions. So that's number one. Number two is the the fact that there is a video 
doesn't yeah. matter. But it doesn't matter because now we all see it. It's one thing when a couple of lawyers in a room and a couple of owners say, "Well, this is bad," or "This is this is yeah. not that." Well, what bad. Did, I mean, assessing the video from a, 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 for an assault from zero to ten, where would you place it? Ten being the worst, zero being I, I, it didn't happen. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where I place it. It matters Why where. Why not? You're the public. I, I'm a person. And there's a, there's enough voices out there to say that no, this is that there's enough voices to say it's a ten, and that's all that matters. I think the NFL overreacted just to cover their own butt. Well, I think the NFL does. And I'm almost e- sick and tired of them too. Well, the NFL does anything to cover its own butt, but again, we don't watch the NFL. We watch football. We don't care about right. the shield. We don't care about that. We get angry at them. And then we then on Sunday we still we still watch it like we still do so it doesn't. Well, that's our bad. Well, of course that's our bad. But you know what? Cake is delicious, and so is soda. But we still enjoy it a little bit too much, <laughs> especially this time of the year. Tennessee wins over the Jets, twenty six twenty two. The Jets stink. I don't think there's anything more to say about well, that. Well, what's with Todd Bowles? Could the guy show a little emotion? No, and he never will. So goodbye. Well, well, then goodbye. What are they wasting their time with this guy for? It's really sad. I remember when he was the player. But he, you know, it's, it's he's brought look, nothing to the look, team. He, no, of course not. He's gone. The, and they're a sloppy mess with penalties, and it's just a nightmare. He is gone at the end of the season. There is no doubt about that. Maybe they just don't want to have another. And look, maybe it looks bad on McCagnan. Look, there was a reason why the why the why the Green Bay Packers fired um, McCarthy at the end of a game mid-season, and it was because of their quarterback, and it was because I think he lost the locker room. Bowles, in my opinion, lost the locker room a long time ago, but now it's just like, why even bother? Like, it's almost the apathy. You know, the apathy that goes on with all Jets seasons, with all, it doesn't matter who the owner is, who the GM. Well, this schizophrenic team. It's just, it's hard to be a fan. Yeah, tell me about it. But I still wear that green jersey every, every Sunday. Uh, in another game of the year, 33-30, to 30, the Chargers come back and win over the Steelers. The first time, the first time in the Steelers' history where they've lost a game, I think, by like when leading by 17 points. Yeah, it, something like that. Like, 16, whatever they were ahead. Their, their record in those games, because uh, they had up the stat, is 221-3. and three. So now they've... Yeah. What, de- what defense? I mean, and they lost James Conner, who's out with a high ankle sprain this week upcoming. Uh, He was was a violent runner, so something bad was going to happen. I tell you about it. So, yeah, the Chargers, and the Chargers, I think, are for real. Look, you know, I've talked about... That that was a surprise pick of the year. I mean, I've... And, you know, they they always seem like the like the pick to go with every year because Rivers... I mean, Rivers is the third most successful quarterback. But they're complete. Yeah, they are, and Melvin if Gordon they can get Melvin back. Mel- that would be a big improvement. No, yeah, well, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, once he's on the field and he's healthy, but also don't forget the big jump up by uh, Eckler. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen has been doing great. Antonio Gates is still consistent. And the yeah, def- well, let's talk about that defense. The, the def- rookie safety and did, did some good stuff to the see. Defense there. is unbelievable, and their coach. I always forget what the, what the heck's his name. Oh, Lynn Anthony Lynn. He has whipped that place into shape, and I mean. <laughs> Yeah, good for him. And, you know, I couldn't believe at the end of the game, the three, I mean, they, the Steelers knew we got to block this kick, and they had three <laughs> offsides penalties. The third one, they, I know. they didn't even it's, bother it's with. It's a meltdown. And it, it's a meltdown. So there's comebacks, we always say this, great comebacks, and the other side of the ball, it's a great collapse. 
Right. There's two sides. Like you said earlier in the show, there's two sides to every story, two sides to every game, and this was this was that. So now Pittsburgh, 7-4-1, and one, still not at 500. Now, am I going to think they're going to drop You know, the last four weeks of the game, uh, the season? No, I don't think so. But, I mean, look. Well, at, at, uh, how about the, um, the Rivers, what it says, ninth child? I mean, he's he's all so about. He's balling on the field and he's balling at home. Well, yeah, he's 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 a quiverful kind of guy. He loves his bolo ties and uh, he's marmalade. But two more and he's got a team. Yeah, I told we talked about last week. Him and the Cromartis can play off each other. Um, <laughs> and the Ravens, so now are a half game behind Baltimore. Great story there. Baltimore going down goes down to Atlanta. Atlanta, the biggest uh, biggest disappointment this season. Well, I think. Is it going to be Joe who? Uh, yeah, so right now they're talking about is it going to be Lamar or Joe Flacco? I think, yeah, I personally would say go with Fla- um, uh, Lamar Jackson. He has been because. well. He's been part of this, um, you know, this the young guns. Well, him and Gus the Bus, and I think I think you sort of tap into that Prescott uh, Zeke Elliott sort of thing that had happened with the Cowboys two years ago. Not to say that they're going to run roughshod over the rest of the scene in the playoffs, but. I mean, there's a new inspired play that's going on in Baltimore. Not to say that Flacco... Oh, he, he, he changes things up. He's, 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 a, he's, he's a lot to prepare for. He's got legs. And don't forget, I mean, Harbaugh is basically playing for... His, he's coaching for his job, too. So he, whatever decision he makes, he has to stick with. Who, who would you rather have as a Jet coach? McCarthy or, or him? I want McCarthy. Because? Because, because he... Look, he's proven? He, not only is he proven... I mean, they both have rings, but McCarthy is an offensive coach. I'm done with defensive coaches. I not, I not for at least five more years. I can't That's have. That's not an, the way the league's going. It doesn't matter. But con, why? And not only that, but the last Jet head coach to have had head coaching experience. Do you know who the last one was? Bill Parcells. Head coaching experience. That had head coaching experience. The last Jet head coach. Uh, Bill Parcells. Okay, that was twenty years ago. And how many coaches have they had since then? Grohl, um, years ago, Edwards. The first XFL started. Right, exactly. So since in that that time, it was Belichick for a day. Not even a day. Uh, (laughs) It was Grohl, Herm Edwards, and then you went into uh, Mangini and Ryan. And I loved Rex, but didn't didn't Belichick uh, resign by email? No, no, it wasn't even that. It was a, it was a fax. Was it? It was a fax. Why do we have to bring up sad things? So the point is, what, what did he do? What, what did he leave a note on his on his chair? Or what? No, he did. He couldn't. He didn't even have the time to write out the words "head coach" and "New York Jets." He couldn't. He could, couldn't even do that. It was just I resigned as <laughs> HC of the NYJ, and then he faxed it. He spelled Cleveland in left tab. Yeah, really. So, so the the point is, is that the Jets always go after the quote unquote hot assistant. And by the way, they never get the hot assistant. They always get like the one who's third down on the list. Okay, so how about right? right. So obviously, insanity is if you keep doing the same thing, expect different results. How about we try doing something different, which is hiring a proven head coach? Now, I, I'm fine if it's Arians. I'm fine if it's McCarthy. Both of those, both of those coaches have offensive um, backgrounds. Right. And with somebody like Darnold, how about you get somebody who coached Favre? But, but and, he's, he's really young. And who coached Rodgers? Okay. And maybe right. the same lap band surgery that helped out Rex can help out McCarthy. That's all I'm saying. But there's a lot of busts on that team with the pre with the free agents and right? Yeah. I mean yeah. what really worked out? Um, um free agent wise? 
Yeah, what did they have? Jermaine Johnson. Who, who was that? He ran back. He ran back. A, he ran back and pick six. So that's not too bad. Um, and a, then, and then, and then they just they they suck from there. They on caused out. a penalty. That cost them at the end, right? Yeah, it's on. It's all in discipline. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, well, he give us any takers away. I mean, that was a bust. That kind of money. Well, but we've also talked about how they got how much under the cap, like a hundred million. Yeah, but they they don't have as much as the Colts do. That's mm-hmm. an amazing story. The they, col- they're going to have the most. Cap. The Colts losing, and the Colts losing one of the, I mean, the ugliest games you could possibly see, six nothing to the Jags That's in Jacksonville. <laughs> it really is. So now, and, the, and in the league of offensive production, that's a nightmare, right? And it, and that put a hamper because I mean, Colts, you know, uh, Luck and the Colts. How were, did that happen? I didn't see that game. I didn't. No, I don't think anybody anybody who saw the game, I feel bad for. I it. Imagine the highlights for what. Thirty seconds, pretty much. Two field goals, and then just luck, like <laughs> getting sacked. No, it's not going to work. Which puts a big hamper on Indianapolis in their playoff position because now they're they're behind Miami. <laughs> you know, who, they're two game. They're a game out behind Baltimore, but they're still behind Miami. Are they who, home this week? Who? The Colts. All right. Well, let's talk about the week that's coming up. So yeah, they are. The Colts are going to go to Houston. Um, oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. So, so who are your best bets this week? Oh my God, I'm I'm embarrassed to say. I mean, my my record is horrible. Right. So anybody out there listening, um, you can put your hands over your ears now. <laughs> um. Well, I'm gonna like the Cowboys against the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are for real at all, and they, I don't know how the Redskins couldn't even, you know, Dal- get past them. Dallas is hosting uh, so Philly, I'm three and a half. Them. I'm definitely liking Seattle at home against the Vikings. And uh, I'm liking the Packers coming out of the shoot after the firing of the coach. I, I think, think you're Rogers right. takes that totally on himself. And uh, So I think the Cowboys are giving three and a half to the Eagles at home. Seattle's giving right. three to the Vikings. Yeah, I could see that, that pretty much being there. And then you said the third one was uh, Green Bay hosting a four and eight Falcon team and giving five to the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are horrible. That coach should be fired and never hired again. I mean, I, I, I said the, every game I saw, it made some horrible mistakes. I said that two Februarys ago. Good point. You're, you're right. You, you have to blow that thing up, like you said, because uh, there's no gluing that back together. No. It won yeah, exactly. If you drop a if you drop a mug, ceramic mug and it breaks yeah, and it doesn't it. piece, it it's done. It's done. Sweep it up and throw it out. You're not gonna be able to fix that. That's not gonna get better. Um yeah. And so now Right. So um yeah, so those are I think those are some pretty good ones there. We'll uh, see what happens. Right. Um moving over to the I'm gonna move over to college football real quick. Um and they had a ch- uh, you know, championship Saturday. Uh, uh, some of the ones that you figured were going to happen did happen. Uh, Clemson, I mean, rolled over Pittsburgh 42-10 to 10 to win the ACC. Right. Uh, Oklahoma, in a game, I was actually... See, I wanted a little bit of that anarchy coming in. I wanted something to really get screwed up, and part of that would have been if Texas, who was, I think, ranked at the time, like 15th, if they could beat Oklahoma for the uh, for the Big 12 championship. But turns out... 
Kyler Murray is just too good, 39-27 to over Texas. So Oklahoma is now— that, that, was a, that, that was a game for a long time. It was until like halfway through the fourth quarter, and then everything fell apart for Texas. They kind of pulled away. And oh, yeah, oh, they sure did, 39-27. to So now Oklahoma is in the uh, college football playoff at the and number four. And the quarterback's in the Heisman hunt. He's in the Heisman hunt, and— Do you think he'll win it, the fact that he's going to play baseball? Um, I think it's going to be close. I think I, I think he wouldn't win it because of that. Well, but you know what? You know, I don't, I don't want to jump right to the Alabama game, but I guess I have to. You know, when Tua gets, you know, pulled, and because, oh, partially because he was injured, but partially because actually <laughs> Georgia actually did something for a little while, and I was real. I mean, I wanted You're Georgia. Open. I wanted Georgia to win it just to really screw things up to have Georgia and Alabama. In right, the playoff right. picture, when three of the five conferences are out there going, "Hey, what the heck?" <laughs> you know, and really hoping because I want the eight, I want the eighteen playoff. There's no reason why there shouldn't be, and so right. the and so you know Georgia had their chance, and Kirby Smart is stupid. So it's fourth and two, they punt it, and this is like halfway through the fourth. Fourth and two at midfield, go. They decided to punt there. But then, with like three minutes left, a fourth and 11 in their own territory, they decide to do a trick punt? No, you should have done it the other way. On the fourth and two, go for it, whether it's a fake or just plow through. And on the fourth or 11... And they did it because it was highly unlikely. Because it was highly unlikely. But (laughs) Alabama played it like they were going... like, Like a defense. They weren't playing it like a punt return. They brought up yep. linebackers. I mean, stupid, yeah. stupid, well, they, stupid. They knew it was desperation, right? Right. So that's why you do it when they're not expecting it or when you want to make a statement, which is halfway through the fourth at at the, at the midfield when it's fourth and two. You tell them you can't pull out a, bump, a jumbo package, maybe do a little, fili- a little dilly-dilly of your own. So Georgia, Good again, point. again, screws it up. And I, until I see it really happen, it's never going to happen for Georgia. Um, but they don't have Herschel Walker anymore. No, no, they don't. Ohio State in a game that was, and that was another one. I really like. Once I saw Northwestern was up, I was like, "Oh, please yep. let Northwestern blow it all up." But no, <laughs> Ohio State has to come through forty-five to twenty-four in what is it turns out to be Urban Meyer's second-to-last uh, college game, at least for now, uh, as he's pretty much said he's going to step down because every time they lose, he has a heart attack. Or at least he claims he does. Well, yeah, interesting. You know, you know that he has to spend time with his family, or it's an illness, or you know, it's not controversy that gets him right. Right, but you know what? He'll have a triple bypass in like two years, and then he'll come back and he'll coach. And he'll be right back. He'll coach Michigan or someplace. Like he doesn't really care. Uh, and you didn't he have to? He left right because he wanted to do it before the recruitment, right? Because, I mean, there's like part. He didn't, I mean, I think that's why he announced it, right? So he's not going to be coaching a bowl game. No, he is. No, the bowl game will be his final game. But he's pretty much... Oh, it will be. Yeah, it will be. Or at least his final game okay. at Ohio State. He's handed it off to, I think, Ryan... I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head. Um, yeah, he's never been a head coach anywhere. Right, I know. So, But that's what happens. Well, you never hand it off to a really good guy, do you? No, well, you hand it off to somebody who's like been. Doesn't your... help your legacy. No, but you've always handed like oh, so many of these places. You hand it off to like 
the lieutenant in waiting. Like it's like the world's longest internship if you're in college football. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you stick around, I'll give you this job. You know, that always happens. So that's what's gonna happen in Ohio State. And UCF, I got real nervous. Fifty six to forty one. There's no way there's no really no reason that Memphis should have been leading for like half the game. But, but they have their backup quarterback. Right. I understand that, you know, he was a little rusty and he didn't come out well, but it just to not dominate the way that they really should have. And I'm not even just talking on offense. I'm talking on defense. Like, it's one thing, all right, the quarterback's rusty. But, I mean, Memphis Memphis was moving the ball up and down the field really well. There's no reason because I wanted UCF to make a statement, and all they really did was just show. Well, they got a bowl game. Yeah, they got a bowl game, but it's against, like, the fourth best team in, in the SEC against uh, well, LSU. Then they, that'll prove that they didn't belong, right? I know, but I want, I want them to belong. Well, like, just like I talked about it, I wanted stuff to get blown up. I think you're right. The deck is, the deck is stacked against them. It's so stacked against them, and the best way to make sure that you get through to that is, number one, is by changing the system so there's an eight-team playoff. But number two is by making these statement wins. That's why I wanted Northwestern and Oak, uh, and Texas to really hand it to Ohio State and Oklahoma so it clears the field for UCF to at least it. to make a couple steps forward, but it just didn't happen. So now we have January 1st, New Year's Day. We've got the, I'm sorry, not even that, December 29th, because heaven forbid you play these games uh, on a Sunday against the NFL. I think I think I think January first is a Sunday. In any well, case, well, that's their minor league, right? They of course, it. they they got to play second fiddle, right? No, I'm sorry, I'm I apologize. Uh, Jan- it's uh, it is a Saturday, January first is on Tuesday. My apologies. Um, I know it's coming up real soon where they where they're gonna have to move for the NFL, but December 29th, two days before uh, New Year's Eve, we have the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Or, I'm sorry, not that. Well, yeah, that's part of it, but the Cotton Bowl. Uh, down in Arlington, we'll face uh, the Tigers, Clemson Tigers versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, number two and number three. Right. So I, I now, when, which one did they change? Was it the peach or the or the, the orange bowl? Which one do they call them? The citrus bowl. Uh, citrus bowl used to be. No, no, you're thinking of uh, the peach bowl used to be called like the um, the point set, not the point city bowl, the Independence Day Independence Bowl for a while. Oh, okay. Until because because what they did was when they did the New Year Six, they took like the six oldest uh, bowl games, which are the Peach Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl, and right. Sugar Bowl, and like the Peach Bowl has been played since like the '30s, but they had changed right. the name because it kind of lost its luster. So now it's back to the Peach Bowl. That's going to be uh, uh, Florida versus Michigan, number seven versus number ten. You'll watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I might give it a look. I mean, it's 12, it's 12 p.m. on a Saturday, you know, like two days before. You know, I mean, unless I'm going out somewhere, eh, it might be on in the background. Maybe somebody will be over. You'll peep it. Yeah, of course. I definitely want to check out the uh, uh, Clemson-Notre Dame game. I am a Notre Dame fan. Um, my grandfather's a Notre Dame fan. It's kind of, you know, the Northeast has a strong tie to it's Notre been, Dame. It's culture. It is. It absolutely is. Um, and then in the Orange Bowl, Played that night. It's the Crimson Tide versus the Oklahoma Sooners. Boy, oh, do dude. I mean, I mean, let's let's really see what Kyler Murray, Murray, Murray can do, and if Saban. Can, what would you think the score would be in a game like that? I th- I think you're going to have to look at an over under of a hundred. 
like 50, like 49, 53. Oklahoma can't wow. stop and Oklahoma can't stop anybody. It's just the question of how how much can Alabama stop the Oklahoma offense? Are they going to be able to stop them for three touchdowns? I don't think so. Right. But I mean, a ta- like if you if you put the over under at ninety six, that's ah, very tempting. <laughs> it's tempting. If, that's crazy. But if you put the over under at sixty, like that's a definite over. You I sh- think so? I would have. Sure. Actually, I want to see. But what about the time off? Ah, uh, it's. I mean, yeah. Right, X amount of days. Yeah, there's something to that. <laughs> Um, the other, uh, so January 1st, uh, New Year's Day, so you've got the Fiesta Bowl, which is UCF versus uh, the LSU Tigers. I mean, that's at 1 p.m. That's total disrespect. I hope UCF wins that game and then does another national championship parade down in there uh, on campus. I really that do. That would be great. Uh, Rose Bowl, of course, the granddaddy of them all, uh, Ohio State and the Washington Huskies. I mean, it'll be on in Good the back. It, it, yeah, it'll be on in the background, but I mean, mm. It's kind of lost its luster. Win one for the Gipper there. I guess. I mean, like, I don't know. Husky Huskies aren't exactly a coast to coast university team. And then the night finishes off at the Sugar Bowl, uh, Georgia versus Texas. Oh boy, do I hope Texas beats up on Georgia. I think so. That'd be nice. And then, of course, the winner of the Orange Bowl and Cotton Bowl faces each other on January seventh. But we'll talk about that as that gets closer. Moving over to baseball real quick. I uh, just want to make one other comment sure. about uh, football, and this is uh, uh, the NFL. Uh, the referee was suspended because he called one of the uh, the Buffalo defensive linemen a, a bitch. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, in fact. Uh, I mean, and he's had altercations before. Yes. He's, so what's up with that? Uh, I mean, that guy, was, uh, he was taken back. Yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, like five years ago that referee was suspended for a game without pay because of what he uh, had said to, uh, like, they, they didn't, I've looked everywhere for exactly what he had said to, you know, X amount of years ago to, I think it was somebody on the uh, on Washington. But I was trying to figure out what was it in reference to. It was because, what, the, the first suspension or this No, one? no, this one. With, with Buffalo, with uh, the Jerry, Buffalo player. Uh, Jerry, obviously, so apparently what the M.O. of this um, referee is, he's a line judge. He Like, you know, when they're setting up the play, like he'll come up to them and be like, boy, you really suck. Like he kind of, <laughs> he talks in their ear. Yeah, he talks in their ear, and he's like, you going to make that tackle? Pff, goodbye. Like, so he, he's, he's, but he's. So can we mic him up? I wish. Oh, man, do I wish. That'd be great. But, but yeah, Jerry yeah. Hughes. Jerry Hughes gets caught in the tunnel, going up, approaching the guy, and telling him right. like, "I'm going to get you one way or another. I'm going to get you." And the you know, they, we don't even know for sure if it is that ref. But I mean, the usual suspects tend to tend to be the guilty parties. And then when Jerry Hughes is told like, "Hey, what did you say to that ref?" He's like, "Well, I didn't say nothing." There's a video. <laughs> oh, really? Is there a video? I'd like to see that. Like he. I'm not going to blame the player. Well, deny, deny, deny. So it's it's interesting uh, how that works. The league's out. a mess. I mean, it's been that way forever, but again, I, no. But the XFL is coming. You going to come with me? Sure, the XFL. Support, I've supported the USFL, the WFL, the, the you name it, FL. Right, and don't forget, actually, the XFL, um, they just announced their eight cities. Uh, so you've got, um, you've got New York and L.A. To and they're going to play in, in uh, Giant Stadium, right? Uh, well, yeah, MetLife Stadium. Um, the other teams that have been announced is Dallas, Houston, 
St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington. Although I don't know why you put a team down in Tampa Bay. They can't even fill their own stadium for the Buccaneers. Uh, first, well, when, when is when is the season? The season is post Super Bowl into June. I like that. The season will be yeah. Um, let me double check on that. Yeah, the season is going to be from the Sunday after the Super Bowl all the way until yeah, I think like June. I saw. So it's so, what type of innovation do you expect? I don't really expect you can have two people in motion at once. They they got to do something different, right? I I think there's that. I know it's going to be a forty man roster. I know everybody will be standing up because you can't kneel. Right. Yeah, I know that that's going to be that. And uh, any player with a criminal record will be forbidden from participating. Although, Oh, so, so this might not be a good game. Well, the league later backed off the latter assertion, noting that its policies had not yet been finalized. Oh, so no felonies, but misdemeanors. So Hunt could, could, could apply mm, there. Possibly. Um, he did, uh, let's see. Um, reduced game length to around two hours. Um, that it's so, and also the I mean the big thing is that now they're giving some time to the league. I mean the first version of the XFL was rushed. This is two years in the making, so they're going to take their time. Um, I mean so yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. But don't forget, there's also the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, which is playing their. Uh, which has their, um, that's the one that's founded by uh, Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian. They're the ones like that. that are going to be, like they just had like last week, they had a quarterback-only draft. Um, and huh. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Where are they going to play? So they're, so they're going with um, smaller, mainly southern teams or southern franchises. So there's Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, and Orlando. They've also got uh, Tempe, Arizona, Salt Lake City, San Antonio, and San Diego. So they're kind of given like to the to the like the big college areas. You know, not really much professional franchises. And they also and they've got some big name head coaches: Brad Childress, uh, Mike Singletary, Steve Spurrier, Rick Neuheisel, Dennis Erickson, and Mike Martz, just to name a couple. Yeah, there's Tim Lewis and Mike Riley. Those two I'm not 100 percent aware of. So the elite. That's very interesting. Right. So their big thing. Does that give it credibility? I think so. Um, they're going to have regional drafts um, that are going to be held with protection for local college players that are eligible. So you talk about somebody like Alabama. So if Alabama, you know, if if this way they'll capture name recognition. Right. Exactly. So like you coaches know, and players. Right. Exactly. Because you get those ones who are like, yeah, he, he was a big player for us, you know, for Alabama back. So what do you think will be more successful? I think them or the XFL. Well, right now, um, the AAF has a broadcast partner in CBS, the CBS Sports Network. Right now, for the XFL, I, I mean, they don't. 100% have, I'm not really seeing one that they have already planned in terms of who their sponsorship is going to be or who their um, right. broadcast partner is. But don't forget, the uh, WWE has their own app. They have their own network. Now, I know that McMahon wants to keep them separate. You're, you're a McMahon fan? Uh, I mean, yeah. And I, from a promotional you know, oh, from point a, of view? Oh, absolutely. No, you know, not his politics. No, not not his politics, not the way he does a lot of his business. I mean, look, he, he has 
he has brought his business from the top to the bottom, back up to the top, and he has been been able to do a lot. Um, this is, but this is a guy who, like, he does not take. Like, I've heard, I've heard so many stories about him. One, one of my favorite stories is he was caught like falling asleep at like at his desk or something, and then he woke himself up. And you know, people have seen him say things like, "I can't sleep." Sleep is is weakness. Like I, I'm Vince McMahon, damn it, I can't sleep. Like this is he's never watched a movie. Like one of my another fam, favorite story of his, um, like well, uh, I, I think that's true about myself. Well, so Scott Hall, the the famous wrestler, he was known as Razor Ramon. When he came up with the character, he was like, "Oh, I you know I saw Scarface, so I'll just use that." But then he was a little nervous, like, "Ah, oh, what if Vince had seen Scarface? He's going to read right through it." And he, he presented the character to McMahon, and McMahon thought he came up with it on his own. He's like, that's amazing, because he had never seen Scarface, because he doesn't watch movies. Because <laughs> he doesn't do, like, here's the thing about Vince. He's always business. There's nothing he does that he does to, quote-unquote, relax in the traditional he sense. No, so he has no recreation. No, the, his job is his recreation. He's so driven. That's why the failure of the XFL the first time around has been such a bitter pill for him. And he's getting That's up in age. Years ago. He's getting up in age. He has pretty much put. He he sold. Pre, he has basically sold all of his own personal money in uh, the WWE stock. Taken that, and he is put. He's doing the XFL <clears throat> all on his own. Because remember the first. The first uh, version of this, he did this in conjunction with NBC. And so now he's doing it all his own. And what so, was the downfall? Um, uh, everything was rushed, and he tried to tie it too much into his previous business, into wrestling. Too much synergy, if you will. So right. that caused an issue. But more hype than substance. Well, I mean, there absolutely was. And, you know, it, you know, he gets credit for, like, the Skycam. That was a technology that they just brought to him, hey, do you want to use this? And he said, yeah. Yeah, and the NFL poo-pooed it. Right. And as soon as he dropped, they picked it up. Right. So um, so right now, there's no broadcast partner for the new version of the XFL, but he may do something like Facebook or Amazon. He's putting out bidding. There's bidding for that. Well, then that doesn't bode well. But the same thing I was talking about with the app. Like, he has been successful with the WWE with their own network to the point where, you know, they're broadcast on USA, um, their shows Raw and SmackDown, but there's no... So why can't he show the games there? Because just, what was the, what did I just say the downfall of the first one was? Too much synergy. He wants to keep this as separate as possible. The XFL is its own thing. You are not going to see anybody related to the wrestling world, broadcast a game in the stands, no promos. I kind of like the idea that you have to show up. Right. And, and, but, and that's why he's putting it in the big cities, like New York and L.A. Like Those are places that people are going to want to go. Like There's no college towns here. These are all places that have professional franchises. And in St. Louis's case, they just lost the Rams. So they're definitely going to want to come. So there's a big thing to it. And they're going big. Like they've now they've got two smaller stadiums. They've got actually I think three. So they've got right now Dallas's park is actually going to be where the Texas Rangers play baseball at Glove Light Park, and that that's a capacity of twenty five thousand. Meanwhile, yeah, but that's going to be at this at during the baseball season, isn't it? Um, no, well February. Something like that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I mean that's when well, we'll that's start. after February, you said until June. 
Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's kind of where it is. I don't think it's going to expand, you know, extend for like seven months, but... Oh, and also, well, the other thing about Glove Lake Park is the Rangers are moving out of there for for a different stadium. They're building a new stadium. that makes sense. So they're going to just repurpose the stadium for, I guess, football. Oh, and then, okay. and then where um, the DC Metro Stars play their games, the the MLS team at Audi Field. So they're not even going to use FedEx or is um, is RFK still in use? I think so. I think RFK is still in use, but they're not even going to use that. So they're going to use a twenty thousand capacity um, soccer field for the DC team. Well, that that. Well, at least it'll look full. Right, exactly. Um, Los Angeles, where the Chargers play at the StubHub Center, they're using that. The biggest stadiums, the biggest stadium by far is MetLife, and that's 82,500. Well, remember when we saw them 20 years ago in Giant Stadium? Yeah. They had all the seats. Remember that tarpaulin they had over all the seats so it looked like it was a small stadium? Do you remember that? I remember that. And not only that. that you only sat at the ground level, kind of? Yeah, you were you were in the in the lower bowl. And I remember when we went to that XFL game, first of all, it was cold. Number It was bitter, but we, we were there. And number two is they covered the section behind the end zone for like a like a stage. Like a performance yeah. stage and where the dancers were. I mean, don't forget, like they hired, you know, like they hired um, exotic uh, exotic dancers and uh, adults. Like a circus promotion. Well, his name is Vince McMahon. If you haven't noticed, his <laughs> life is circus promotion. He's the biggest thing since, you know, uh, uh, P.T. Barnum. Like that. That's his True. whole thing. So, so yeah. So so there's new there's new football coming. Um, yeah, XFL isn't going to come until 2020, and the Alliance of American Football is not going to come until 2019. And I think that they're going to be pretty much in the same. Um, okay, so it plans its inaugural 10-week season, February 9th, 2019. Okay. And, yes. But we're not likely to see those games. They're too far away. No. But we can still watch them on the CBS Sports Network. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and like I said, they just had a quarterback-only draft. So names like uh, uh, McC- uh, Hackenberg was drafted, and what was another one? Oh, boy. I know. Uh, yes. Let me see if I can pull up some of the names that went. Um, Josh Johnson, Aaron Murray, he of uh, Georgia. Um. What are some other big names that you may have heard of? Matt Sims, Christian Hackenberg. Um, Matt Sims. Scott, Scott Tolzian. Got Zach Mettenberg. I mean, these are guys who have NFL experience. Um, got drafted. I mean, yeah. So so it's interesting. So they've a quarterback only draft by those, by those league, by that uh, AAF. So. Moving over to baseball, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the Mets fi- actually went through with the deal, and they get Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. So a second baseman. Well, they got another guy that can uh, take his time running the bases. Him and Cespedes, it's going to be a pair. Yeah. Um, well, at least I mean Cespedes isn't coming back to midseason, and I mean if if. Uh, but I would like to think that Cano is. I mean, he loves New York. You know, he let obviously he left for the money. Um, but I think that him being in New York, he was in Seattle. I think that I think New York, him being back is gonna. But he's gonna play second base. 
Yes, he's going to play. He's absolutely going to play second base. Is it? I mean, they don't age very well, do they? I mean, it's very few Kents. Yes, there is. Look, he's got five years left on his deal. If he's good for two years, then then it's fine. And then it's just a bloated contract from there on out. But, I mean, the window's closing. If the Mets are going to do anything, this is the time. And I do like what Brody's doing. And, you know, I hear they're in... Well, he's getting strong up the middle, I guess. I mean, there's an improvement there. Well, he, but now he, can, they, can they get that Marlin catcher? They're not... I, it, I don't want them to get it because it will cost too much. That means that they'd have to give up on Nimmo, and I don't want to give up on Nimmo. You know, you talk about somebody who, like Cano who, you know, has a history of not hustling, or at least has this um, air about yeah. him that he... Nimmo runs for his life. Like yeah, Nimmo... If you want, if you say that whatever Cano is in terms of what you view as um, lackadaisical, Nimmo is yeah. the polar opposite. I mean, this, true, guy, this, true, yeah. True. So it brings energy. So if we, if we, if you we get, if the Mets were to get Real Muto, JT Real Muto from the Marlins, you have to give up on Nimmo, and I don't want that to happen. But they need strength up the middle. I understand. And the catching situation is horrible. I understand that. And so that's why they're still in on names like Man, um, Mandy Maldonado, who's more defense than offense. But quite frankly, I don't care how much offense comes from the catcher. If you if you are counting on your catcher to give you offense, unless it's an otherworldly player like Buster Posey, like Joe Maurer, like um, like Yadier Molina, then you're crazy. Like you look at you look at the Yankees and Gary Sanchez, that that guy's barely a catcher and he's barely a hitter now. So, like, the, you know, he was great when he came up, but, I mean, like, if you're counting... Yeah, a lot of promise, but it didn't work out. Right, if, so if you're counting on offense from your catcher, no, thank you. No, you want strong up the... You can sacrifice defense if your second baseman, shortstop, and center fielder can, can rake. And right now they got a second baseman who can rake in the Mets. And if Rosario continues the way he has been last, from last season, then they could actually improve. And if the Mets possibly... Well, get, he, he's, he could be trade bait, right? They're going to have to get rid of somebody. If if they go down that route. I'm not saying that they're done trading, but what I am yeah. saying is that I think that now it's time to focus more on the... But I think the farm team's depleted now with this uh, Seattle deal, no? Pr- I mean, pretty much. But again, and Brody made, made a good point. Kelnick is at least three years away. And he would have to be on the bench behind Conforto, Nemo, and when he returns, Cespedes. So there's not a guarantee he would play right away if he comes up in two years. Even though he's 19 and he was doing really good in single A, that's still single A. And there's still yeah, some growth of him. Yeah, so there's that. Yet. Then there's um, Dunn. And just be, there's, a lot of the, there's a lot of people in the way. And right. that they were they were gonna have to wait till people leave, and it was gonna be a couple years. And you know what? F- prospects are just that; they're prospects. They're possible. They're fifty-fifty at the best. So yeah, not even, yeah. Right, and you're. Now, ho- what about this pitcher they got from Seattle? What's his name? Diaz. Edwin Diaz. I mean, this guy fifty-seven saves last year. He had like his walk to strikeout ratio was like four to one. He had like. Oh, it looks too awesome. I mean, from 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 a little bit I know. When you have a great year like that, it's hard to repeat that as a reliever, no? It it, it is, but at the same time, this is he's young, like he's twenty four, and he still has. Oh, that's great. Okay, that makes sense. Right. So he's just a fireballer, and 
it, it's it. This was a great deal, and also now the Mets are talking about possibly going after AJ Pollock. You want to talk about being strong up the middle? He's got an above average glove, and he's a big hitter. Now he's going to go for a lot of money, and plus that's going to cause a big traffic jam in in the outfield. So if we sign Pollock. And maybe at the trade deadline when Cespedes comes back, maybe we get rid of Nimmo or somebody or something. I don't know what. But you want to talk about being strong up the middle, Pollock might just be that answer. There you go. Um, and then the Phillies, and Phillies not to be outdone, they trade for another Mariner player, Gene Segura, who's a, a very good, uh, he was the shortstop in the Cano-Segura uh, um, double play combination. He goes to the Phillies. Um, and the Phillies uh, re, um, also trade back Carlos Santana and J.P. Crawford. J.P. Crawford was their big prospect at shortstop, but he hadn't really panned out, uh, I think, after like two seasons. So he goes to the Mariners, and so does Carlos Santana, who was their big off-season signing. But, you know, hello, goodbye. And so now that opens up a lot of room for the Phillies to go hard after Harper and Machado, mainly Machado, yeah, though. Yeah, they're, they're opening that wallet. Right. Uh, the Nationals either are in on Bryce or are not in on Bryce, but whatever they whatever they decide, they have decided on pitching to be uh, their main factor. They signed Patrick Corbin, who was the number one like pitcher in the offseason. The Yankees were going hard after him. He wanted six years, and the Yankees would only uh, agree to five. So now the Nationals have Patrick Corbin, lefty, um, Scherzer and Strasburg. I mean, that's a top. That's a tough top three, and that definitely, that's definitely better than the Mets right now. Now, what about Atlanta? <clears throat> I mean, Atlanta. I they're still kind of. I mean, they signed Josh Donaldson, but right now, the, a lot is because very soon is going to be the winter meetings in Las Vegas, and then you know agents are going to be there. All the GMs are going to be in there, so it's going to be there's going to be a lot of pinballing back and forth. Hey, do you want to sign my guy? Hey, do you want to sign my guy? Well, with the Mets six GMs, there'll be a crowded room. No, look, I'm I'm all in on Brody. I really am. I mean, th- this trade, he said all the right things. Um, he said all the right things at the press conference with Cano and D- Diaz. He said all the right things in his interviews. I'm not concerned with well, Brody. he's a salesman. He's an agent. Right. But you know what? Right now, what I'm being sold, I'm liking. Like, well, I'm trying to think of other GMs that were that were agents. The very few. I mean, I don't know. It, it in baseball, like it's a conflict of interest. Well, in baseball, I mean, how do you represent the team when you make your bones representing the players? I mean, look, he's probably like think the third, and the other two were like former players. Like Dave Stewart was an agent, but I mean, we know Dave Stewart as the baseball player, and he became a GM, not because he was an agent, but because he knows baseball. In other sports, G, um, we've talked about this, uh, agents have become most notably currently the Warriors GM for the, for Golden State. And, you know, they've got two titles under their belt. Now, obviously, baseball and basketball are two different sports. But, I mean, but, this, you know, it, it's something to at least um, hang your hat on. I don't on. know. It seems like an unholy alliance. I, I'm sure it is, but right. But it and the fact that the Mets are doing it, you know, makes me suspicious. Well, I, I, I'm right they're, there with you. They're not you. good money managers, no. ask, uh, Bernie Madoff. No, and not only that, but, you know, I mean, the, the Jets are a mess. The Mets have been a mess just as long, and I still put up with it. So it, it's not surprising. Like, this is exactly what I expect. What I don't expect is to hear my GM say things that I, as a fan, want to hear. Right now I'm, being, right now I'm sitting in on the timeshare meeting, 
and they've given me the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and they're telling me all about the stuff around the, where I'm living. Okay, I'm in. Now, as soon as Brody makes a mistake and he starts talking about, you know, X amount of interest on my payments, then I might be going, whoa, whoa, what's going on? But for right now, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. Uh, the Cardinals make a big deal and acquire Paul Goldschmidt, um, the Diamondback first baseman, formerly of the Diamondbacks. I mean, this is a guy who's been an RBI machine. He's been in the MVP conversations year in and year out for at least the last five years. Well, they have a great history of making good decisions with hitters. The Cardinals are the Yankees of the Midwest, and now Absolutely. they've so now they've got Goldschmidt, who all he does is get RBIs. Like this is a guy I wouldn't be surprised when he retires has like over a hundred like one. Uh, 1,500 RBIs. This guy does not stop. Um, so now they've got him, Matt Carpenter. If Michelle Azuna can come up, he'll be like if he'll be he'll be okay. I mean, the Cardinals never go away. They have one bad season, and they already know what to do. It's yeah. it's partially sickening, but it's very also jealous. You know, I feel very jealous to see a team that hey, we made the mistake, but now we're doing the right thing. It's like ah, darn it. Yeah, they're always in it. They're always in it. There's never going to be a year where you're like, wow, they're bad for the second year in a row. No. Well, we should have been Cardinal fans. Nah. Nah, there's just something to... Nah. Nah, I can't do it. Keep it local. Yeah. You keep it local. Local. And also, I mean, just... There's just also something a little bit like... Being a Cardinal fan just feels so stuck up. Like, it really feels like... A oh, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> but, like, when I see, like, Steeler fans sometimes, or, you know, I'm just like... like I, unless you grew up in the 70s, like, I don't know if I can... Re- oh, you know, just the consistency. Oh, Thomas, uh, Thomas has had a heck of a run. He absolutely has. He absolutely has. But just it, in, in just in that sense of, like, you don't know... Like, it's weird. It's like you don't know what it feels like to be disappointed. That's so strange to me. At least sports-wise. Yeah. Like, sports-wise. Like, you don't know what it's like to, like, just go in and be like, well, this is a lost season? That's so weird to That's me. That's how the one percenters live. I guess so. Well, I'm down here on the 99%, uh, you know. I, I hear it. I'm just waiting for that one year. Like, to, look, to, as a Met fan, 2015 was absolutely amazing. Until, of course, those four days and <laughs> those five days in uh, October. So, I mean, just everything else leading up to that was amazing because it almost never happened, so it made it more special. If you go year in and year out and go like, wait, was that the year we won the division, or was it like the year before? I can't, I can't live like that. Didn't we go to a playoff game that, that year? Uh, which one? Oh, yeah. We yeah, took two, the subway, didn't we? Mm-hmm, 2015. That was a, uh, game three oh, yeah. against uh, the Dodgers. Great game. So, but, you know, same thing as a Jet fan. Like, when I saw Rex bring us to the back-to-back NFC champion, AFC championship games, I was like, this is amazing, this is... A-. But then... Sanchez. But on the se- But the second time when they when they lost to the Steelers, like, that, I was inconsolable. Like, I couldn't... Like, I can't deal with that sort of disappointment. If it was... You wonder one, if, when you ever get back. Exactly. Exactly. Especially back-to-back years. Because I know what it's like to not go any... To, to just be in the doldrums for so long. And, of course, that season... Being able to go up to New England and beating the Patriots, like you have, oh, you've taken that big leap, you've jumped over, yeah. and you can't go back because you're never going right. to go back over again. And so to get past that, and to, so you know, having that, doing that back to back years hurt because I know I don't know when the next time I'm going to get there. That's why if it was just one off where the Jets went to the AFC, how many years ago was that? Six, Nine? seven, no. 
No, it was 2011. Okay. 2011. So, you know, but they went back-to-back years. If it would have been a one-off year where they went to the AFC Championship game and lost, it would have hurt, but it would have been memorable. And it's because, you know, that never happens. So if you go back-to-back years or years in a row or, like, you're consistent, you expect it. And, like, I I don't know. I want to be able to cherish the season. And not be like, well, wake me up when October comes. Or, you know, call me when, when the playoffs start in January. No, it's call me when a real coach comes. Well, that's what I want. And I would like a real coach, please. So, I All think right. that that's going to happen. Yeah, I'd like to think so. All right, Dad. Well, thank you very much. On the, I know this is a longer episode, but I want to thank you very much for joining me this week. A lot to talk about. Anytime. All right, great. So thanks very much. Happy Hanukkah to all celebrate. And Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.